the 411 Live. Well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of world, 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, 411 A lot of us think that sex trafficking is not happening anywhere where we are. We don't see it. But it's probably hidden in plain sight. It may surprise us who is involved in sex trafficking or the places where it's occurring. This is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. I'm Beverly Taylor. We are embarking on a big project. We want to further the awareness and the discussion around human trafficking, specifically sex trafficking. We have talked a lot on this this topic, this subject, because we have just completed season one. And this is the beginning of season two. Today, we have a very special guest to bring in our new season, Dana World Patterson. She is the chairperson of the Human Trafficking Task Force of Greater Milwaukee, which is very appropriate because our topic is how do you know if you need a human trafficking task force in your community? Welcome, Dana. Hello. <laughs> That was a lot. That was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am so glad that you are here. We have a lot to talk about. But um, first of all, that this big, broad question, okay? How bad is sex trafficking in Milwaukee? What we know for sure is that it is occurring in all 72 counties. The human trafficking is an underground system. So we don't know exactly how broad, how wide, how deep, but we do know that it is an epidemic proportion. When we started 11 years ago, there was a saying that human that Milwaukee was the um, Harvard mm-hmm. of pimp school. I, I don't that. hear that, that so much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I trust that because of the task force and the work that has been done over the past 11 years that we have chipped away and even, I don't know if pimps are still coming to Milwaukee to learn, but I'm sure they're on alert that it's not the same as it has been. So I'm excited about that. We really don't know the scope and the depth, but when talking to law enforcement, it is my understanding that the that the reports are, pi- are pile, piled high. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we still need to work on it. It's still very relevant, yeah. evident, and girls are being affected, women, men, and boys. Human trafficking, sex trafficking, it's been around for a long, long, long time. Sure. Um, so what, what caused or what happened to get this task force? How did that evolve? Excellent question. So January makes 12 years that we've been around. Mm -hmm. Say 12 years ago, the county took on the task. And when we, we were meeting, Martha Love invited me to the conversation. She knew that I had worked with thousands of women and girls teaching etiquette and image. And she said, are you aware of this? I had never heard the term. She said, come with me. That's when we founded the County Human Trafficking Task Force. We were just learning and growing. Mm -hmm. There were literally crickets around the topic of human trafficking. Yes, 
prostitution has been around forever, but the thought that a person could be in the life through force, fraud, and coercion, that was a different mindset. Mm -hmm. That they're victims of human trafficking, not there because they want to be. The, the thought of being prostituted, right. not just she's a prostitute. And 12 years ago, the narrative was that this was an inner city Black girl, no father, poverty problem. Well, Martha and I were thinking $32 billion was what was being quoted. That was the information that we had. $32 billion worldwide. Inner city Black girl, no father, poverty stricken. I added eating flour and water. Just like the low of the low, how yeah. low can you go? We said it just doesn't balance. We began to say not in our neighborhood, not in yours. We were going wherever we could, whoever would have us, and we were beating the drum saying, not in our neighborhood, not in yours. And it was a beautiful thing because after two years with the county, it's sunset. The county did not want to continue the conversation in that way as a task force. The city picked it up through the health commission. Gotcha. We're an affiliate of the Office of Violence Prevention. When the city picked it up, they asked me to become the chairperson. I accepted. They were like, we'll be here. Don't worry. We're not leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, don't leave me. But anyway, we just continued the work. And here we are today, meeting once a month. It is amazing that, and I tell them all the time, over the past 12 years, we've had a full agenda. We've had people to come and go, but it's like a drop in this huge body of water that forms a ripple. Mm -hmm. And then it gets wider and wider. And that is the path that we have seen as we work every day to eradicate sex trafficking. Not, in, not slow it down, not put a dent in it, our imperative is to eradicate it to where we move from anecdotally thinking about human trafficking to working with the victims, working with those who are traffickers, working with the demand to end it, to eradicate it. Right. And that's our path. Well, that's good. That's good because I remember talking to one guest and I can't remember who it was. I, she was a lawyer, that lawyer. Uh, and she was like, if we can just get rid of the demand, mm -hmm. we've taken care of the problem. Some of it. Yeah. You still have those that would want to control a person mm -hmm. through force, fraud, and coercion. So that there's that side also. But I've had the opportunity, and I'm thankful, to speak with several individuals that were pimps, that were hustlers, that... They don't necessarily consider themselves traffickers. So from whatever era they have come from, but with every person that I spoke to, they have a story also. Yes. So even though I I'm still on the side of you need to go to prison, you did the crime, pay the time, they have a story as well. And they didn't wake up just as a person that has been victimized, didn't wake up and say, 
oh, I can't wait to sell my body every day to strangers, you know, and take on the smells and the appetites that come with it. No one grows up thinking, pardon me, thinking like that, Right. nor does a pimp. You know, even if they have been groomed to be in the life, everyone wants different and wants more. No one wants to victimize a person, but there's that conditioning. They've been conditioned the same way. So... We have a problem and an epidemic in Milwaukee and in our state across the nation and worldwide. It's huge. Yes. So with the task force, you bring in different organizations who are already working on this issue and they all come together, share their ideas and formulate strategies. Exactly. We're the community response to eradicating human trafficking through coordinated service, education and awareness, and policy and legislation. And that is at the top of the agenda every month so that we can stay focused, that we're the community response. So anyone can come. Grandmothers come. Our best, uh, the best feather in our cap is that survivors come Mm. and they're comfortable and they participate, and they return. So that I love. But in addition to that, we have law enforcement, people from the medical systems, universities, and then those who are within the community, those who are boots on the ground, someone just wanting to learn more. It's a conglomerate that comes together every month to eradicate sex trafficking. That's excellent. It really is. That is good. Um, when you consider that we started with crickets. Right. I right. mean, pe- mouths were dropping at the thought that he, this was this scourge was happening mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. People were saying, well, how? How could this be? And don't and it's one thing that it's in Milwaukee, but then outside of Milwaukee, the county, people were like, excuse me, do you know my address? Pardon me. Five bedrooms here, honey. No, not in our neighborhood, but it is happening. In all 72 counties, we cannot ignore that. Right. You know what? You just bring up a story. Um, uh, as many of you know, and by the way, if you're listening, uh, you're watching, and if you have comments or questions, send them our way because we want you to be part of this conversation too. As many of you know, I'm a former journalist with Fox 6, and um, and I started doing stories on sex trafficking several years ago. And Dana was one of the first per- people that I talked to about this issue. But I remember um, a reporter, it was, it was a white reporter, she came to me and she had been uh, doing a story on sex trafficking, some kind of informational kind of thing in the suburbs. And she came back and she said, Beverly, they said, we have to do something because now it's affecting our children. Oh, my. And I looked at her and she looked at me and we knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. But as you say, it's in all 72 counties. It's everywhere. Yes. You know, socioeconomic status, race. That means nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And the opportunity, to, it has taken a while to move past because the data If we just look at racism, the data will say that if you're African-American, then you're less than and maybe even deserving of it. So it took a while. 
to move past the narrative of this is an inner city black girl mm-hmm. problem. And so for us, we had to beat the drum eat louder to say it is happening in all. We're not proud of that. I mean, I hate it. I hate it across the board. But it did something in within the conversation mm-hmm. that this was not just an inner city black girl problem because it did not take long to understand that if that's the case, who cares? If this has been around before we came on the scene, that this was an inner city black girl problem, no father poverty, all of that, and there were crickets. But now that it's out, we know that it's outside of that community, our community, people want to do something about it. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. I don't knock you, but racism has been involved in this plight to yeah. eradicate sex trafficking. We don't yeah. talk about that too much. Yep. So, yep. but it's there. Also, um, I remember talking to you way back in the years, um, and I was telling you that human trafficking, sex trafficking, seemed to be the flavor of the day. All of a sudden, everybody was talking about sex trafficking and I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. Well-meaning people, but not well-informed people, mm-hmm. not really knowing the complexities of the issue. Mm-hmm. Has that changed? We're doing our our best. And what I would say to individuals that are members of the task force is that there is no need to stretch the conversation, to embellish it, tell the truth of what you know. And that has brought us to 12 years. Mm-hmm. The intersections that we've met have come from telling the tr- telling the truth and just building upon what we've learned. And then we're met with another intersection. So the fact that there are others that are part of this process, I'm thankful. Those who are not well-meaning, I say get out the way because you're affecting the process of eradication. And many of them have because of the flavor of the day. Oh, I, you know, I work with individuals. It is it's a tough group of individuals to work with. But when you find out and you're sincere, then we have this ability where heart meets heart and you get things done. And that has been the beautiful process of eradicating human trafficking in our neighborhoods, that those who are sincere seem to still be around. And those that are not or were not, yeah, where are they? Because trust is a big factor. It is. And if survivors detect that you're not sincere. Exactly. They don't want to deal with you. They don't. It's tough to begin with. Absolutely. And even those that are not sincere and still around, I hate when I hear from survivor leaders that they're just in it for the money, that they really don't care about us, things like that. So it's just a matter of time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've got a lot more to talk about, but we need to take a break. Again, if you hear something you want to comment on or suggestions, send them our way. But right now we're going to take a break. So stay with us. The 411 Live, your link to information. And now here's your food for thought. Why is he talking to you like that? Private. As parents, we all want to give our kids space. But how often do we consider their phone conversations or their social media accounts? 
As much as it may annoy them, occasionally monitoring their profiles isn't a bad idea. The world of sex trafficking is a lot more alluring than you may think. Anyone can be vulnerable to the tricks used to exploit millions of girls and boys each year. It's a horrifying experience, and it isn't easy to talk about. Well, I always keep my eyes open. It's never too early to educate your kids on the issue of sex trafficking. For more information, visit the411live.org. What do you think of when you hear intercourse for money? What do you think of when you hear exploitation of your body? What pops in your mind when you hear young boys and girls being sold for sex? Do you think of sex trafficking? You should. What movie do you see when you think of someone being kidnapped to become a product? Oh, come on now. We all know what we think of. It's that film and that father who had to go all the way overseas to rescue his daughter. But wait, that's not just happening overseas. Try here, the United States of America. Try here, the state of Wisconsin. Try here, the city of Milwaukee. Unknown to many, the Harvard School of Pimps in their holy training ground. Young girls and boys are being solicited at an average age of 13 years old. Didn't know that, did you? Research and learn the signs of sex trafficking. Because you just might not know when your child's newest lover is their soon-to-be pimp. For more information, visit the411live.org. Welcome back. This is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. We are joined by Dana World Patterson. She is a chairperson of the Human Trafficking Task Force of Greater Milwaukee. Which uh, kind of brings us to our topic. How do you know if your community needs a human trafficking task force? This is kind of a broad question, but... Um, you were saying that people from other communities have come to your to our Greater Milwaukee Human Trafficking Task Force to learn more, possibly to take it back to their communities. So obviously there's an interest, right? Exactly. There was definitely an interest. And because at the time, now we've been in, on this trajectory for 12 years. And again, in the beginning, there were crickets. Everyone was learning and growing together. Many people that were more of an expert, they were dealing with street prostitution. So there was the splitting of the hair of human trafficking and prostitution. Gotcha. Now, even with prostitution, I still would lean on the side of saying that no one is there because they want to sell their body every day, all day. But the thought of force, fraud, and coercion changed the game. It was an opportunity for law enforcement, medical systems, universities, those that of the larger systems to look at prostitution differently. With human trafficking, you must have force, fraud, and coercion. If you're a child, it's automatically human trafficking right. because you cannot a child cannot consent to having sex so that child is not a child prostitute they are a victim of human, human trafficking. trafficking because they are being prostituted the same with an adult if you can prove the force fraud and coercion then it's the same that they are victims of this life and they are prostituted. So individuals that were working with those who were in the life as sex workers, mm -hmm. as prostitutes, came to the table early on 
to say, let's look at how can we look at this differently? And then there were other organizations that were interested. And we came together and we learned and we grew together. Mm -hmm. So if you're a community and you don't have this type of force field of people coming together and learning and growing for one purpose— and that's to eradicate sex trafficking, I would say bring those key players together or even those who are concerned where you can agree that our purpose is to learn and grow, educate, raise awareness, our other missions being coordinated services and policy and legislation were important to us and has proved that there's still a need today. Because as a result of having policy and legislation as one of our imperatives, we've seen different legislations. We've had to go to Madison. We've lobbied the um, senators and spoken with their aides. Early on when we were lobbying, the the politicians weren't even present. We wow. were talking to the aides. The aides did, had no awareness. So we're talking about across the state. They had no awareness of the scourge that was occurring. But we continued with our beating the drum, the same message when we would go in. And now we're able to have conversations. So... Oh, go ahead. Finish. Well, I was about to say, so if somebody is about to start it, you know, they see the need, the beginning part, there may be crickets. So be aware of that. Exactly. But as the information and awareness grows, it can grow. Education and awareness has been paramount to moving the needle to eradicate sex trafficking. Education awareness has been paramount in the the validity of a task force. As I said, every month we have the pleasure, and I say it's a pleasure as a chairperson to have a full agenda. There's something more for us to learn, for us to talk about, where we're able to rub elbows, rub shoulders, that iron sharpening iron, so that we can be better equipped when we go into our perspective areas, whatever it may be. Even if you're granny, Now you're a granny that is empowered in your community with your grandchildren, your cousins, your children. You have information because if you don't know what it looks like, you won't see it. But when you are equipped and you know what to look for, you know what it looks like, you're paying attention to your gut. Now you're a part of the solution. Right. So we welcome anyone that wants to come and learn and grow. And I, I'm always inboxed. How can I come to your task force meetings? We don't publish them. We do meet the fourth Tuesday of the month, but then we get the information out as to where on a monthly basis. And it's been working for us. Very good. Very good. You know, um, one other thing I want to tackle is sex trafficking becomes really prevalent with huge events. Yes. Say the Super Bowl. Correct. You know, I guess the, the traffickers see the opportunity, see a lot of people, and okay, let bring in my stable. Bottom line being money. Yes. Money. Mm-hmm. We have a big event coming. Yes. The DNC. Yes. Democratic National Convention. Not that they, they're bringing anything, but 
sex traffickers may see an opportunity. Correct. Because there are a lot of people. Is Milwaukee prepared for that? We're preparing. We're not taking it lightly because just as as you've said, traffickers, the bottom line is money. Mm -hmm. So if they can come and blend in with the 50,000 people that we're expecting in Milwaukee, knowing that people are coming with extra money, maybe the wives are at home, you know, they get to play a little bit more. And so it's not just those, the delegates that are coming for the DNC, but it's going to be a huge party for Milwaukee as we're learning Mm -hmm. and growing around the DNC. But we want individuals that um, have the, the appetite for those who are trafficked, that have an appetite for those who are prostituted, to think twice about that. Because... As a result of the past 12 years and us learning and growing systems, law enforcement, medical systems, paramedics, average Joe Blows have a keen awareness of what human trafficking is. Is there more green grass? Do we still need to do more? Absolutely. But we're equipped and we're equipping more people to be able to understand, to see it. If you see something, say something, something. do something. Now with the interruption of with hotels and motels, also the Airbnbs, we need people within the communities to have an eye for what does this look like? That's a little girl dressed scantily. That's someone coming in and out and, you know, just how the game goes to be able to speak up and pay attention to their gut. So Milwaukee is going to house 50,000 plus people. That's not the largest that we've held here in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. but we're more prepared human trafficking wise than ever before. I'm excited. It's like, don't bring that here. (laughs) Think twice about that. Very good. Yes, I'm very excited. That's why it's not a sprint. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. And we have just continued to beat the drum with the information that we have that is horrible, but it's information that we have that has moved the needle in a way within our community and our state to the point where we can identify it and these systems are saying and will be prepared. Very good. That's good to know. Yes. Good to know. Um, there are a lot, there are women out there, men, men are trafficked as well. True. Um, we have people who decide, I want to get out of sex trafficking, I'm ready. But then the question is, where do I go? Where do I get the housing? Where do I get the help? Mm-hmm. Does Milwaukee have that capacity to help them to find that place, that next step? We do have that capacity. Not as as many resources that I would like for the when we consider the need, but we do have organizations that law enforcement would um, take a person to. Unfortunately, when it comes to housing, for instance, Foundations for Freedom, my organization, you know, I get those calls for how can um, to be able to help someone at that point, that impasse of I'm tired of the life or if it was through a rescue or sting Mm -hmm. and they say, I don't want to go back. So there are many different scenarios that a person will come 
to Foundations for Freedom or to the organizations that are part of the task force. And if they're not a housing entity, where will they go? Right. right? There are not enough beds. There are not enough beds for the sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And human trafficking has had a way of becoming a part of those organizations as well. So we need more organizations that will work specifically with those who are human trafficked. And Foundations for Freedom has said we need to be a part of the solution. And so that's why we're having an event that's coming up. And that's why we're looking at apartments Mm -hmm. instead of single units because we we want the individuals to not have to go to another state. We want to be able to care for them here, maybe while they're with family or just with organizations that we know will care for them, will wrap around them. That's what they need, right? Yes, we'll wrap around them because it's one thing to say, okay, I'm tired of the life, but we also know that most individuals that have been sex trafficked experience multiple rapes. You have to think about the the trauma involved. You have to consider the the smells, the appetites, just the ongoing need to for the brain to decompress and be, find a num- another normal yeah. state. So we're we said let's take on that challenge and become a part of the solution and build a place where individuals can come and feel safe and comfortable, not for an emergency stay, but where they can stay for an extended period of time to get themselves together, maybe have get their children back to the, I'm thinking of the legal system so that maybe expungement, whatever mm-hmm. is needed, to move from victim surviving to thriving. It's not enough for us, for a person to stop at the survival space. We know what that looks like. I've had too many women to say that that monkey is still on my back. You know, I know how to make $500 really quick. I'm just going to go in and come out. And it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. So, yes, housing is imperative. And I'm thankful for those that do meet that need, but we don't have enough. So what will Foundation for Freedom do? What, what will that look like? It's going to be a place where they, when they come in, they'll say, ah, immediately, that's, they must feel comfortable and at home. We're not going to have signage to say, oh yeah, here's where the sex trap, those who are victims of sex trafficking are. But when they're there, then we'll wrap our arms around them with the different needs. Every person that comes to us now, we meet them on an individual basis. What is your need? What do you think? Where can we start? And sometimes there was one woman that we met, we talked every day for a year and a half. Every day. And now she doesn't even call me. And I'm just like, "Ah, ah, 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 I miss you. You (laughs) Truly. But that's what was needed Mm -hmm. for her to feel comfortable, to trust, and then to move and now to thrive. She's working two jobs. She's like, what do I need to do? She is propelled. She has propelled herself. But what was needed at the time was that conversation. Mm -hmm. 
every day. You have building from the inside out. Absolutely. Now this takes money. It does. You have a fundraiser coming up? Yes, we Tell do. Tell me about it. It's called Kind of Blue Jazz Brunch. And if if you're a jazz connoisseur, you understand Kind of Blue. Mm-hmm. The um, world-famous Miles Davis, his album, Kind of Blue. So we just played mm-hmm. on that. It's going to be in No Studios January 25th. The food will be delicious. No Studios is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Donna Woodle. It's going to be a quintet. It's going to be amazing. And then in March, we'll have another fundraiser. It's our fashion walk. It's our fifth annual fashion walk. And that's where we bring the youth, those who are advocates together, and then we have the professionals on the backside, Mm. always weaving in education and awareness. Very nice. Yeah, it's a good time. Very nice. Thank you. You know, you're busy. I am. But it's needed. Yes. And I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I know that I'm called to strengthen women and girls. I would have never thought that I would be on this trajectory, but it I absolutely love it. And I'm thankful. Very good. Dana, Thank you. Thank you. Dana World Patterson, chairman of um, the Human Trafficking Task Force of Greater Milwaukee. You'll be hearing more about her. We'll put information about these events because you want to check that out. And thank you for being our guest for our first episode in our second season. Oh, this is special. And thank you because, as you said in the beginning, you were one of the first reporters that understood clearly how important it was to report from a place of being victim-centered. Not just putting a microphone in someone's face saying, how many, then how many people have you had sex with? Tell us more about it. You know, just crazy questions. Thank you for your sensitivity as well. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You know, we are dedicated to expanding the conversation and the awareness on human trafficking. But there's a whole month for this, right? Yes. And we start the new year off with it. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And the Human Trafficking Task Force of Greater Milwaukee has hosted Human Trafficking Awareness Day. It, this year, it is going to be January 28th at 5 o'clock at 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. It's always a great time. It's an opportunity to celebrate the good work that people in the task force have done, mm-hmm. celebrate survivors, and again, learning and growing, education and awareness. So I'm excited about being able to host our 10th oh, annual 10 okay. yes, Human Trafficking Awareness Day, January 28th. 5 o'clock, 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. All right, we'll check it out. And thank you for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. Again, we are a nonprofit organization, so if you are so inclined to give us a, a few dollars to help us out so we can continue this discussion and the awareness campaign, go to our website, the411live.org. You can find uh, other episodes, season one, on many pa- platforms, the YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, you know, we're everywhere. Uh, iHeartRadio podcast, we're also there. So thank you for your encouragement because we get that and we appreciate that. That helps us to keep moving forward. Again, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk.